Follow us on Facebook at Off Script with Super E Podcast. Also follow us on Twitter at Off Script Pod underscore one. Off Script with Super E recommends listener discretion as these real but sometimes uncensored stories can be filled with mature content. Okay, you couldn't hear that, Super E, but that was Mrs. Doubtfire telling you, Hello! I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> and? And? And I thought it was great. Okay. Very good. Because I worked really hard getting that on this uh, soundboard. So anyway. Hey, what's happening? Oh, uh, not, <clears throat> excuse me, not too much. I'm, I'm still a little hoarse. From? Uh, I spent the weekend or yesterday at my mom's just getting things you know straightened up and my dad's passing a couple weeks ago yes and we're sorry to hear that super i'm thank, sorry thank you very much he's in a better place but yeah it i when i was at the house the usual cast of characters were there my sister one of our biggest fans yes jackie shout out to jackie hey jackie and uh, my cousin david um he's about your age and he was criminal number one in our town of BG back in the 70s. Really? I didn't know that. Okay. Uh, I'll give you a couple of stories on my cousin David. Okay. But anyway, talk about my mom. Mom asked, what are you guys going to do on the podcast this week? And I said, I don't know. She goes, can you, can you talk about me in the podcast? I said, Mom, I don't know if you want me to do that. You will be fine. <laughs> I said, okay. So, you know, I did a little bit on my dad. My mom was a wonderful mother to have growing up because she was hilarious uh-huh. and did crazy things. She was a she was a self-taught professional artist that went from having no training and nothing to becoming the head of art departments on the advertising and the stores like Blocks and Airs in our local downtown. Wow. That's, all, that's cool. Back th- yeah, back then, if you had you promoted the new fall wardrobe for women, it was hand-drawn. Right. It wasn't photographs like today. Yeah. And my mom did it all. And that, so, you know, she was making good money. My dad was working all the time at the railroad. But what I remember about my mom was she was kind, you know, she was concerned for me and my sister. Okay. And in 1968, he was only a little tight. Mm-hmm. A paper boy was abducted and found murdered in, in our big town, just okay. north of where we lived. Okay. And... The, all the community, surrounding communities were horrified by this because this paper boy is abducted and don't know what else, but yeah. eventually murdered. Right. My, remember, this is 1968, fall 1968, and my mom is beside herself worrying about us okay. being abducted. Because remember, you remember back, you know, in BG, Andy, we had the run of the town as kids. Right. Remember that, don't yeah. You? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We. I mean, back then you just took off and, yeah. and you know the whole the whole little town you ran around. Yeah. And so she's like, "Listen, you never know where these perverts are. You know, coming from. They could come from anywhere." She goes, "You kids must know how to defend yourself." Okay. I'm seven. Okay. And my sister's ten. Right. 
or 11. I think she's 10. So my mom decides, I'm going to teach you guys how to ward off a pervert. Well, how are you going to do that, mom? <laughs> she goes, you stand right here in the living room. This is when our house, before my dad built onto it, is a real small little box house. He had a living room, two bedrooms, bathroom, kitchen. That was it. Real Got small. Got it. So my mom goes, okay, Jackie, you stand right here. And your back is going to be away from me. You're going to be facing the window. And I'm sitting on the couch by the window, looking at my sister, seeing what my mom's going to do. <laughs> my mom goes into the bedroom that's about 10 feet away, her bedroom. And she says, now you got to keep your back turned. And my sister says, okay. Next thing you know, about five seconds later, my mom rips the bedroom door open. She comes racing out towards my sister. I'm watching in horror. She's made a giant penis out of a sock. She put a bunch of my dad's socks together and it's hanging down about a foot and a half like she's Ron Jeremy with a big sock tip on the end of it. And she runs up and grabs my sister and my sister shrieks and my mom screams, grab it! Blast it! Oh, no. <laughs> because my mom thought the best defense for us was to reach back, grab the genitals, and twist them to incapacitate our attacker. Oh my god! I'm like, what in the hell? And so my sister <laughs> shrieks in horror, and my mom goes, "You failed." And she goes, "Let's let's do this again." No. Then she goes, "Little super, get up." <laughs> Oh, no. Face the window. And I'm like, I don't want And then I see she drops back to the bedroom. And now I'm, we can't help, we're dying laughing. Next thing I know, I hear the bedroom door ripped open. Mama, mama, mama. She grabs me. And like, she goes, grab it. And I'm just reaching back, trying. I can't grab it because it's swinging back and forth like a bit of, grab it, twist it. And I'm like, hey, I'm turning around, grab it, grab it. And I yank it off. Oh, okay, pass. You did a good job. And your, mo your mom goes, Ernie, just stop trying to put it in your mouth. <laughs> uh, you get a demerit. Sorry. You should have said super B. Ow! Super E. <laughs> so then, you know, and then she gets up, and since my sister failed, she had to do it again. Now we're all dying laughing. <laughs> my mom come races out. My sister grabs it. Man, she yanks it like King Arthur ripping the sword out of a rock. I was like, damn. Wow. I look, we look up, and my dad's looking through the window. <laughs> he just come home from work. Oh, God damn. He goes, I know there, I don't, he's like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> there has to be a reasonable explanation for this. I'm teaching the kids how to defend themselves by ripping and twisting and incapacitating them by ripping off their penis. And he's like, he just shakes his head and walks past us. He goes, well, I... I asked for an explanation, and I got it. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, that is hilarious. Yes. And then, uh, okay, and this is about, this is a little bit forward. Then I'm going to talk about my cousin David. Okay. My, my cousin David was born in 1970, and when he came out of the womb, he was trying to start shit from the get-go. <laughs> right from the get-go. <laughs> from the, from the get-go. Okay. I, I will never forget him and his two brothers. They were maniacs. And my cousin David, he just didn't think. He did things on impulse. And if it was the dumbest thing possible, he was doing it. 
one time in our beloved small town, he decides at nine years old to steal my aunt's 1970 big four-door Buick LeSabre. Oh, God. He's nine years old. <laughs> when he was nine years old, he was little. He looked like he was four. <laughs> he starts the car and is driving around BGE. Yeah. All of a sudden, he looks up, in the, and he's got his two little friends with him. He looks up in the rearview mirror. Woo! He's getting pulled over. <laughs> the officer walks up to him and goes, you got a tail light out. <laughs> he goes, you got a tail light out. And David goes, oh, I didn't know. He goes, you happen to have your driver's license on you? <laughs> no, officer. I left my driver's license and the registration. I left it at home. He goes, did you now? And this this policeman's looking at him and knows he looks like you know he looks like he's four. Oh and he goes, he goes, yes, my identification is at home. He was he was kind of quick on his feet. Yeah. When law enforcement, around. yeah. So the officer says, "Okay, let's go get it. I'll follow you to your house." <laughs> oh my god. So he allows my nine-year-old cousin, who looks like he's four, to drive this giant-ass 1970 Buick LeSabre all the way back to my aunt and uncle's house. And so he pulls up in front of the house, my cousin David, Beach Grove Police, oh, I'm sorry, BG. That's all right. Pulls up behind him. David gets out of the house. I'm just going to go inside the house to get my license. God. He goes into the front door and out the back door, racing away. <laughs> he was my, a criminal from the get-go. Yeah, my aunt and uncle are like, what the fuck's going on? And the, the BG police knock on the door. They're like, yes, how may I help you? Do you know where your 1970 Buick LeSabre is? Yeah, it should be parked out in the back in the parking lot. No, it's out here in front. Well, how did that get in front? Do you have a son with blonde hair? Oh, yeah, that's David. How old is he? He's nine. He was driving it around Beach Grove. And they're like, oh, <laughs> and, and the BG policeman's like, uh, I see he's no longer here. I guess he, instead of getting his driver's license, he's escaped the scene. So he goes, you better have him down at the courthouse tomorrow. And they said, 10-4. They put the fear of God in him? No. Okay. No, the guys from BG, when I, when I become the police, they were like, where's your cousin at? <laughs> and I'd be like, uh, uh, I would have to go hunt him down. Well, he was old, even, okay, when, when he was like 9 to 10 years old, I don't know what he was doing besides infuriating the police. He was also infuriating every other little juvenile kid in the in the area because i used to have to babysit these little monsters oh, he had a brother that was like three years older than him and then he had another brother that was like six years older than him and i two days a week when my aunt was working as a beautician yeah i would take i would babysit these kids for eight hours a day when i would get to the house at eight in the morning it looked like a war zone <laughs> and pancake batter was the weapons of choice <laughs> Because my aunt would fix these, fix some pancakes for breakfast every morning, and there would I'd give me pancake batter. I would have, I would clean that house top to bottom. 
and have to deal with these little shits. Wow. Every day, I would hear, it was like a mob uproar. You know how when Frankenstein was running, there'd be a, you know, the villagers would have the torches? That's what it'd yeah. be like outside. I would hear all this noise. I would walk out the front door. Here would be my cousin David running for his life with about 30 kids hot on his trail wanting to kill him. He'd run in the house. He goes, don't let him get me. And these would be kids like he was 9, 10. These would be kids 12, 13, 14, 15 years old. I would walk outside. I'd go, what are you guys doing? Supery, we want your cousin. It was like, you know, you know, we're not going to wait. This is mob justice. We're not going to wait for the court. We want your cousin. We want your cousin. We're coming in to get him. No, you're not. Yes, we are. Why, Why do you want him? He's an asshole. <laughs> and I would have to, you know, do you guys get out of here? I'm like, you know, have to beat the shit out of everybody. And, you know, they'd be, and he'd be in the house. He goes, don't let him get me. Tell him to eat shit. Tell him, don't let him get me. Tell him to eat shit. Oh, God. <laughs> Little David. He's like, don't let him get me. And then instigate Yeah, Yeah. That's, you know what? You couldn't fa- you couldn't phase him. If let's say he did something you didn't like, and let's say you uh, whipped the shit out of him, he would cry for a second. Then go, didn't hurt. <laughs> one of them. One of them kids. Yeah, you're like, Ugh. but now you know what? He, you know, he kept screwing up all the way up till he's about, I don't know, thirty, and then once he hit the big boy house, and then came out of there. He, he's now a very successful truck driver and owns his own food truck, man. He just travels the country. Got it going on now. Nice, David. Glad you yeah. turned it around, you little shit. <laughs> yeah, you little shit. <laughs> yeah, he definitely turned it around. You, you, you know, he's one of these guys that is so smart. In school, he couldn't pay attention. Right. You know, he was he, he just couldn't do it. But he's, he sees something. Like, he was, he was like, I don't know, 14 years old. He's out doing uh, uh, fixing drum brakes on cars that his dad had in the backyard. He would see something once and know how to fix it. Wow. He was just smart like that. Wow. So that's the rundown Uh, of some of the characters in my family. Okay, I got to backtrack just a little bit. Okay, that cop that pulled him over, that was pretty damn funny. You got a taillight out. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's, he, can, he sees somebody, can he see over the steering wheel? Uh, you know, it, it looks like, you know, Bobby <laughs> Brady driving the car. And uh, he just says, instead of saying, how old are you? Did You know, is this your mom's vehicle? But you got a taillight out. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah. And then has the banter with him. You got your driver's license? No, it's at home. God. Okay. Well, let's go get it. <laughs> and then let's him drive. It lets him drive. Oh, How my God. balls did that BG police officer have? Can you imagine that? No, no. Just let him go. Yeah, here, I'm going to follow you. Oh yeah, I'm going to follow you. And this was what? In the set, early 70s? 1979. He okay. was nine years old. Good Lord. Oh, that is great stuff, and and uh, your mother doing, uh, you know, a li- it was odd, but that was some good parenting. She's trying to it, teach her kids was. how to protect themselves, and I respect the hell out of that. You know what? If they had YouTube back then, it would have had millions of hits. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. And why did the penis have to be so big? <laughs> I, ha- I have no idea. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I mean, that's all. Sh- no, no, okay, that sounded weird. That's, yeah. I don't know if that's sh- all she ever saw. So, uh, Daddy Super yeah, <laughs> might have been you gifted. Don't, yeah, you, you don't know. <laughs> well, it's not inherited, I'll tell you that. <laughs> that's great. Well, it skips a generation. So Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. That was really, really funny. Nice job. Nice right. job. Oh, that okay. That well, may- I, can, I guess we can end that. We can end it on that note. I think we're gonna have to. All right. I forgot to tell another funny cousin David story. Okay. Okay. Again, this was about maybe about nineteen seventy nine, maybe early nineteen eighty. Again, I was I during the summer. I would uh, help my aunt take care of him on Thursdays and Fridays. And there was always mayhem going on, even though I would clean the house top to bottom for Well, my cousin David, he comes home and he does this. I'm immediately suspicious, you know. (laughs) He comes home, he goes, hey, Super E, look what I found in the alley. And I go, what'd you find in the alley? He goes, I found somebody must have bought this super awesome bike lock that's still in the package. (laughs) And I go, oh, it's still in the package from the Ace Hardware store right down the street. I go, where did you find it at? He goes, I found it in the alley. And okay, my lie detector is immediately, it's it's banging on 10 lie, lie. Because he had been talking earlier that day about needing the bike lock for his bike. Because he thought (laughs) some some ne'er-do-well was going to steal his bike. So what a a coincidence. What a coincidence. Huh, David? So you were needing a bike lock, and <laughs> as fate have it, blessed you with finding a brand new bike lock still in the package. Yeah. So you didn't have to pay for it. Yeah. And he goes, "Yeah." And I said, "Could it possibly be you went down to Ace Hardware Store and stole it?" Oh no! How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? They're stealing this. Well, then my aunt shows up. <laughs> she walks in. I said, "Hey, Auntie." <laughs> Look what your son found in the alley. A bike lock that he was needing earlier in the day. Just happened to find it in the alley right behind the house. Still in package uh-huh. from the Ace Hardware about a block down the street where he walked to earlier in the day. I saw him walking that way. Huh. She looked at him and goes, David, did you steal that bike lock? No, Mom. I did not steal it. David, tell me the truth. Did you steal that bike lock? No, mom. And she's like, I need you to tell me the truth. And he goes, I would never lie to you, mom. She goes, David, if you, I want you to say this. God, strike my mom dead if I'm lying. That old thing. (laughs) And so he looks at, he, he, he looks at, uh, my aunt, and goes, God, strike my mom dead if I'm lying. God. Damn. My aunt turns into Meryl Streep and starts feigning a heart attack. She's like <laughs> clutching her chest. Oh, oh. You know, like, remember Red Fox, Stand oh, for the Sun? Oh, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. I'm coming, Elizabeth. My aunt starts staggering back and forth, grabs the sink, and collapses and falls to the ground. And gives out the one last big death, inhale, exhale. Uh, uh-huh. 
and she's laying there dead with her tongue hanging out. And my cousin David freaks out. Oh, God, please, please. Mom, I lied. I stole the lock from the Ace Hardware store. God, please bring her back to life. Oh, my God. And then all of a sudden, my aunt opens her eyes. I knew you stole it. You little little shit. He's like, oh, damn it. (laughs) Oh, my Uh, God. That was just Uh, just never-ending stories. I thought you said David was smart. (laughs) Well, when... When my aunt was uh, doing things, uh, when my aunt was talking to him, sometimes he would fess up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, well, Andy, let's end on that. Okay. Because, uh, we just had a power outage, and I don't oh. know why. Oh, you need that generator. We got to get you that oh, yeah. generator. Yeah. If you want, I can call you back, and we could do the um, Xanax one. Okay. Once, well, everybody... We're gonna we're gonna leave. Hopefully, uh, Super E has power. See ya. See ya. Bye.